Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Third Millennium Church Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Garrett and with me as usual is Josh Carmen. How you doing, Josh? Doing well, man. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to uh, finally be launching this podcast. This is a long time coming. Yeah, a couple of years in the works, dude. Yeah, but I know we talked about it and uh, we wanted to make sure that we had um, a great community of all of you guys to, to listen and, and journey with us as we talk about anything and everything, uh, the future of the church. So some of the things that we would love to talk about in this show um, is uh, what does the future of the church look like in 2018 and beyond? That might include uh, what are some of the communication and media tools that are best being used uh, by ministries and organizations to enact change and develop community? Um, But I think it's also important that we uh, talk about uh, how our culture is changing and how the church is responding to that. Um, what are some organizations that are re- reaching younger and emerging generations? Um, and what tools are they using? Uh, how is the church uh, being the church on the outside uh, of the four walls of the church? And what can we learn from that? And I think I want to, we should talk about, you know, um, how is this going to change for ministry leaders? Uh, what does a pastor in 2018 look like? And what does a pastor in 2028 look like? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is what I love about this uh, podcast idea is like we've been developing this online community, specifically just in like this closed Facebook group, trying to figure out like, how can we have conversations? How can we have dialogue where we marry vision casting for the future and how technology integrates with that into the practical reality where the rubber meets the road? And there's some, uh, you know, good folks that I know that, you know, are living this out daily, but we're hoping that if we can have a podcast that kind of goes along with the discussion of our close Facebook group, which if you're listening to this and you are not a part of that group, you should uh, totally connect with us and we would love to get you to be into that. Um, And so I'm excited for really where we're going to go and what this direction is going to look like as we kind of walk it out. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun. And one of the things that we want to do maybe differently than other podcasts that you listen to, and sure, it would be great to have some of the names that, that some of us may recognize some church leaders and influencers on the show and, uh, and you know, I think maybe that we will uh, evolve to include some of those. But I think we also want to be kind of honor our community, uh, be a little bit grassroots, and have some of um, uh, the members of the Facebook group and the members of the community on the show. I mean, uh, just because um, somebody speaks at a conference uh, doesn't necessarily mean that um, they know your community and they know your church. And just because you work at a small, medium, large church doesn't mean that you don't have something to say, right? Um, we will, we want to hear from you. And so we're going to invite um, pretty much all of you guys, if you want to, or if you're available uh, to someday be on the show. And we want to hear your perspective. Um, what can you uh, share with us um, about what ministry looks like in your context? And we want to hear, what are you excited about um, for the future of the church? What, what, um, what can we learn um, from you and uh, what uh, what do you think really works and uh, and what are you really excited about? So today we wanted to give a little example of that, right? Yeah, so here's what we were kind of thinking just real quickly um, in just some basic stuff, right? So if you're listening to this and you're like a small church leader or like a, we're thinking under 200, right? It's kind of the 80% average. Uh, and so talking about this idea, uh, one of the things that we've been reading a lot about is just audience, right? And we know that attention is the ultimate commodity in everything that we do, and as attention continues to find itself being more sparse uh, or even divided further, right? It seems like it seems like attention is a zero-sum game, right? Or there's a piece right. of you know a finite amount of pie that people can kind of carve themselves up into, and it seems like 
with each new attempt at a new app or each new rollout that Instagram or Facebook does, there's kind of a new way to slice that a little bit even more thinly, you know? And so uh, we want to talk about just the different audiences that are on each of the different Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat platforms and talk about why understanding the audiences is quintessential uh, in understanding like, uh, not quintessential, essential, excuse me, in understanding of like what kind of content you create, where you're going to post it, time of day you're going to post, uh, that type of stuff. And so uh, in your experience, right, as somebody who's been a church marketing director, like where have you found these um, types of nuances to be helpful and, and how have they influenced the type of media that you create for your, not just your church people, right, but people who might stumble across it in terms of you know, content that you're creating or a sermon that you've done for Facebook Live and things like that? What has that looked like for you yeah, guys? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And that's a question that even people who aren't super familiar with social media platforms are asking, right? So you go into a church and maybe you've had this, when you work in church and someone goes, hey, should we have a Twitter? You know, and they just want you to tell you yes, no, you know, right then and there. And I always say, well, I, I don't know. What, what, the people in your community and your church use Twitter? And of course, they're, they're, they don't even have one. So they're like, uh, I don't know. I just assume they do. I see Twitter on the news every day and every person I listen to on the radio gives me their Twitter handle. So the question is, is um, uh, before you discuss what platform, is you discuss what your church or your ministry community's audiences are. Who are they? Who is your target audience? Because the reality is, and this is true at the church that I'm at now, is that the people in our community probably look a little bit different than the people, sorry, the people in our congregation look a little bit different than the people in our community. And I think they're using different platforms. Um, I would say that Instagram and Snapchat in our community is being used two or three times uh, versus our own congregation. So so therefore, the question, the answer would be, um, yeah, we maybe we should be using Twitter, Instagram, even though people in our church may not be using that deeply because we want to communicate to our congregation. And so some of the things yeah, that you have to do is, oh, yeah, well, I'll just say some of the things you have to do is, is be using a platform knowing that this one is outreach and then use a platform knowing this one is some internal, you know, membership, family communication. Okay, so this is what I love, right? Because essentially what we're talking about is we're not having a new conversation um, as church people, right? Basically the whole discussion we're breaking up into is kerygma versus didache, right? And so those are just fantastic Dang, ways. Man, I don't even like, know. I don't speak Greek uh, anymore. The, the, the idea of being like, Charisma teaching is like proclamation of Christ, right? And, and the idea of like good news, gospel preaching for like first time belief, like that kind of thing. And then Didache is the more like deep, uh, nourishing, the kind of the spiritual meat and potatoes for, you know, long-term Christians. And so we need to be having that conversation as it applies to social media, right? And so we need to take stock and, and have some valuable like invoices of figuring out where our community already is and understanding like, okay, the type of content that we post is going to be more soul nourishing content, right? Challenging people to go deeper, encouraging people to serve more, giving them opportunities, informing them of different ways that they can plug in and begin to live out and walk out their faith. And then when you decide as a church, okay, what's the audience that we want to go after, right? And mm -hmm. I know a lot of churches tend to say like young, like mid thirties to late thirties with kids, right? Yeah, like wouldn't that be great? Be like, we all want that. That yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like whenever I ask, you know, and I'm talking to people or like, well, you know, what's your target audience? Well, it's always the same, right? It's just like 
whatever. Uh, so that's funny, but like, okay, then where do those two people with their kids spend their time? You know, where do you find them most? And understanding that like even age brackets very differently, right? So your teenagers to your young adults are going to be on Instagram more, but boomers are the fastest growing baby boomers. That is, are the fastest growing Facebook populace. And then, you know, Snapchat is kind of in its own weird world. Um, and so, you know, you create something like a geotag on Snapchat, your students are going to look at that and just kind of go, Oh yeah, that's cool. Like that's not even a thing in, in that, like, it's not impressive. It's almost just like, even though it took six yeah, hours to make quo. Yeah. 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 Six hours and a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, and it just becomes like the status quo. Right. Right. And then with Instagram, like scheduling live times or posts or however you're going to set that up. Uh, and then Facebook being more, you could be more text heavy because maybe the boomers in your church like to read or whatever it is, you know, understanding those right. basic things. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Right. The, the desire is to just understand, analyze our current audience, figure out where they find themselves on social, speak to them there because you're still nourishing your sheep, right? And, and nourishing the souls of people who've been there a long time. And then the charismatic side, figuring out where those folks are and then doing that more, you know, uh, invitey type of language on those new platforms there. And it doesn't have to be complex, but it, you know, when you boil it down, that gives you a little bit of freedom. Right. And also hopefully it kind of relieves some of the burden of like, uh, you don't have to do every social site right. well, right? If right. you could do one, social site well that's great that's a great place to start and you should never feel bad about that because you know hopefully the people that are listening to this and likely if there's anyone listening to this uh hi mom uh the yeah. folks that might be hey, actually Josh, listening are, yeah are some of the only pastors or paid staff you know in the church there and, and so there's value in kind of remembering you're only one person or two people so you don't have to crush snapchat instagram twitter facebook youtube you could just do Hey, Facebook and Instagram is probably a great place to start for a lot of right. people. I think that's great. I think if we're talking about what is the future of the church and the show, you know, we'd love to give some advice, and 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 I'll, and I'll give some practical advice. Um, um, you know, maybe using Instagram and Facebook, but the future of the church is is not Instagram and it's not Facebook. Um, the future of the church right now is understanding that communication is changing and it's more nuanced than just crushing a platform. It's it's learning why people like a certain platform. Um, how you can use it in a way that fits into your ministry and use it well enough that you're not trying to impress the 14-year-old that you know how to do a Snapchat geolocation filter because they're not going to be impressed. It's learning how to engage them in a way that they want to be engaged. Because you probably can't design the filter better than their friend again who's 13. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, so, you know, it's just it's just engaging them. And, and they may not, you know, the reality is, and something that we've kind of talked about is that, you know, they might not, want or expect to even be engaged on Snapchat from their church or from their senior pastor or from their youth pastor. They see that maybe as messaging with their friends and they might not be on another platform um, at this point, but in the same way, they're not on email either. And so you have to engage them in a way that they want to be engaged. Um, so real quick, one of the quick practical things uh, that I was thinking of is when, when, when we first started using Instagram, um, I basically started with creating um ad campaign like in like the instagram mm -hmm. you know you may think oh it's engagement people want to talk but we didn't have any followers and so um, i knew people use instagram and uh, when they see an ad it comes from a specific instagram account so i said hey this is a great way to kind of launch our instagram presence and so um, other than a handful of two or three posts the very first traffic we had on instagram was running an ad which if you don't know you you actually since facebook owns instagram you just set up a facebook ad and check the instagram box and make sure your instagram account is in there and that's really how we saw, not that Instagram is ad only, but that's really how we began 
to explore Instagram is is letting people see an ad for an upcoming event. Um, but then I quickly learned that Instagram and Facebook are, are, are two very different platforms. Uh, Instagram is not going to be the place that I'm going to post post event pictures. Here's 16 post event pictures of our Fall Fest. Um, instead, I'm going to promote my Fall Fest a little bit. I'm going to do some live video at Fall Fest, two, one, two photos. And then once the day is over, people are moving on to the next thing. Um, and then, hey, maybe take those photos from Fall Fest and put them on Facebook because people might be interested in seeing them and spending a little bit more time commenting on the photos. Um, but that's a, that's kind of a practical way of, of how it's different. Um, and Snapchat probably even more so. But Instagram is the, hey, you know, uh, if the date is passed, um, I'm already thinking about something else. Instagram is kind of the here and now, the live video, the story that's gone in 24 hours. Uh, but that's very different than than Facebook. And so you should be putting different kind of content on each one. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly right, man. And then understanding like the value of being able to connect with people there. Um, the last and probably the most practical thing I've seen is churches responding to people's comments. <laughs> like, Yes. Just simply engaging people. I can't tell you how many Facebook live feeds I've launched where there's been like seven or eight comments from people and there's just been no church response. Oh my gosh, and that's my like, biggest pet peeve. You know me too well. Yeah, it's just like, man, if you guys could just like say hello. Yeah. Validate them virtually, right? Like it's yeah. not that it's not that hard. Uh, so I agree. Those two things, right? I agree. It isn't that hard, but we forget. I think we forget because churches ask, "What's the first step I can do to some social media engagement?" And I just say, "Don't ever leave a comment like unwelcome, unanswered." Unanswered. Yeah. Because they yeah, went on I a thought, limb and said, "Hey, this sermon was really good," and then silence, crickets. Yeah, yeah. It's super, de- it's super deflating to see that on churches' profile. <laughs> so let me ask you, as we finish this uh, kind of uh, preliminary uh, show today. Josh, what are you excited about uh, when it comes to the future of the church? Uh, or what is somebody doing um, that you think is really cool and uh, you think that the church can learn from? Yeah, so uh, just outside of the church, you mean? Outside like, or inside. Maybe it's a ministry that's like doing a really cool, innovative things, or maybe it's a company doing really cool, innovative community building. Yeah, so uh, uh, I just recently took a job at a new church, right? Uh-huh. And um what i have seen is the the church has a um spanish church that meets on the property right and they do a lot of integrated stuff and the theme has become uh one church two languages uh, kind of around here and that's kind of been picked up in office culture as such and that's made me super excited so i I went out to lunch with the um, spanish pastor yesterday his name is jorge and uh, we went to this like super great taco place you know out here in costa mesa it was just like this delicious like you know, like a little taqueria place. And just listening to him talk about the way that he does ministry, he, I, you never see him in the office, right? He spends mm-hmm. about like 80 to 90% of his time doing home meetings uh, and going to connect with people and just really recognizing the value of like community-based ministries there. And so what I'm really excited and kind of looking forward to in the future is more intentional partnership with parachurch organizations. Okay. Um, and focusing with groups that aren't necessarily religious, but are open to that maybe religious base is good there, but like the direct intentionality of like partnering with community-based advocacy groups, um, community-based faith groups, community-based, yeah, like socioeconomic to helping people get out of, you know, poverty into that next level, whatever. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how that works because uh, Jorge has been doing that in his churches just exploded hmm. over the past two years, right? He's yeah. up. He is like, you know, he was, I was seeing some attendance goals and he's just like 
crushed stuff with how well he's doing there. And it's all just because he's going out and just being the hands and feet and like actually traveling and connecting and not sitting in the office. And so it's super encouraging, also convicting probably too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a very, in a very large sense there. So that's probably the thing I'm most pumped about going forward into 2019. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, uh, if you can get people past their hesitation, like, oh, you know, you, you're a church, um, what is your motive? But you just say, hey, man, I love the community. You love the community. Let's work together to serve the community. I think we are seeing a lot of partnerships happening um, where people see the authentic care and love that the church has for the community, and they want to be a part of that. And um, Yeah, I think we're cool. rediscovering that God is mobile. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we've kind of got lost uh that, that point's kind of gotten lost on us. Um, I mean, at least particularly where you and I are in Southern California, right? Yeah. Like the ostentatious buildings, the the massive funds, the pavement repaint, the, the repavement of your parking lot and stuff, you know, uh, those things are important. They're not bad, but you know, we, I think we have kind of forgotten that our God is a very, very mobile God. Right. Yeah. He lives out, out of the neighborhood and with the people. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our very first episode, Josh. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, like Josh said, please join our Facebook group called Third Millennium Church. We're going to be throwing an invite out there to have uh, anyone come on our we'll show. Put a li- we'll put a link to that in the show notes too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, subscribe yeah. to the show. We're hoping to get together uh, and do this uh, every couple of weeks. And uh, we hope that you take us on the offer. We'd love to, to meet, connect, and, uh, and begin to... Uh, really uh, dream and strategize and uh, discuss where the church is going. Thank you so much for listening.